head. One shot. One opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Loud. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up. He won't have it, he knows His whole back's at his ropes It don't matter, he's dope He knows that, but he's broke He's so stagnant, he knows When he goes back to this mobile home That's when it's back to the lab again, yo This old rap shit, he better go capture this moment And hope it don't be ready Lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it You better never let it go You only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it As we move toward a new world order, a normal life is boring. The superstardom's close to postmortem. It only grows harder, homie grows hotter. He blows it's all over. These is all on him. Coast to coast shows, he's known as the globe trotter. Lonely roads, God only knows he's grown father from home. He's no father. He goes home and barely knows his own daughter. The hold your nose, cause here goes the cold water. These don't want him no more. He's cold product. They moved on to the next mode. Once in a lifetime, you better lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it, you better never let it go. You only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. 
One of the main ways that I like to use Grammarly is to take the stress out of responding to emails. And I used to procrastinate with writing. I remember the first time I came here. It's been a rough six years. And I'm just happy to not be that person anymore. My name is Marshall. Yeah, it's my life, my own words, I guess. Have you ever loved someone so much you given on for? Not the expression, no, literally given on for. When they know they're your heart and you know you are their armor and you will destroy anyone who would try to harm her. But what happens when karma swims right around to bite you and everything you stand for turns on you to spite you? What happens when you become the main source of a pain? Daddy, look what I made. Dad's gotta go catch a plane. Daddy, where's mommy? I can't find mommy. Where is she? I don't know. Go play. Hey, Haley, baby, your daddy's busy. Daddy's writing the song. The song ain't gonna write itself. I'll give you one on the dog, and you gotta swing by yourself. Then turn right around in that song and tell her you love her. And put hands on her mother, who's a spitting image of her. That Slim Shady. Yeah, baby, Slim Shady's crazy. Shady made me, but tonight, Shady's rock about baby. And when I'm gone, just carry on. Don't mourn, rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice. Just know that I'm looking down on you, smiling. And not it and feel a thing. So, baby, don't feel no pain, just smile back. And when I'm gone, just carry on. Don't mourn, rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice. Just know that I'm looking down on you, smiling. And not it and feel a thing. So, baby, don't feel no pain, just smile I back. I keep having this dream. I'm pushing Haley on the swing. She keeps screaming, she don't want me to sing. You're making mommy cry. Why? Why is mommy crying? Baby, daddy ain't leaving no more. Daddy, you're lying. You are you always say that, you always say this is the last time, but you ain't leaving no more, daddy, you're mine, she's piling boxes in front of the door, trying to block it, daddy, please, daddy, don't leave, daddy, no stopping, goes in the pocket, pulls out a tiny necklace locket, it's got a picture, this'll keep you safe, daddy, take it with you, I look off, it's just me standing in the mirror, these sinking walls must be talking, cause man, I can hear them, they're saying you got one more chance to do right, and it's tonight, now go out there and show that you love him for is too late and just as i go to walk out of my bedroom door it turns to a stage they're gone and the spotlight is on and i'm singing and when i'm gone just carry on don't mourn rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice just know that i'm looking down on you smiling and not it and feel a thing so baby don't feel no pain just smile back and when i'm gone just carry on don't mourn rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice just know that i'm looking down on you smiling and not it and feel a thing so baby don't feel no pain just smile back 60,000 people all jumping out their seat the curtain closes they're throwing roses at my feet i take a bow and thank you all for coming out they're screaming so loud i take one last look at the crowd i glance down i don't believe what i'm seeing daddy it's me help mommy your wrists are bleeding but baby one sweeten how did you get to sweeten i followed you daddy you told me that you were leaving you lied to me dad and now you make mommy sad and i bought you this coin it says number one dad that's all i wanted i just want to give you this coin i get the point fine me and mommy are going but baby wait 
It's too late, Dad. You made your choice. Now go out there and show them that you love them more than us. That's what they want. They want you more, so they keep screaming your name. It's no wonder you can't go to sleep. Just take another pill. Yeah, I bet you you will. You rap about it, yeah, word, can't keep it real I hear applause, all this time I couldn't see How could it be that the curtain is closing on me? I turn around, find a gun on the ground, cock it Put it to my brain, scream God shady and pop it The sky darkens, my light flashes The plane that I was supposed to be on crashes And burns to ashes, that's when I wake up Alarm clock's ringing, there's birds singing It's ringing, Haley's outside swinging I walk right up to Kim and kiss her, tell her I miss her Haley just smiles and winks at her little sister Almost as if to say When I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice just know that i'm looking down on you smiling and not it feel a thing so baby don't feel no pain just smile back and when i'm gone just carry on don't mourn rejoice every time you hear the sound of my voice just know that i'm looking down on you smiling and not it feel a thing so baby don't feel no pain just smile back Good afternoon. This is the real George of the Jungle. Welcome to another episode here with the Spirit Animal Podcast. Today we do have a special guest and as well a day one, uh, someone who has been in the same area as me from the same period of time or maybe establishes business around the same period of time. Um, this man does have a, a large retrospective of how our relationship expanded. Uh, we haven't yet met in person. Um, I have video of him in person. It, it, I was kind of stalking him for about a year until we actually got into connection. But we'll get deep into that story here within a couple moments. Without further ado, this is Josh from South Bay Reptiles. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. What's up? What's up, bro? What's <laughs> good, brother? Yeah. Nothing How's it much. going, bro? <laughs> I just got off the phone not too long ago, so you already know how my day was. It was busy, packed. Towels just keep me busy. Man, man, uh, you keep cutting in and out, brother. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, you you seem to have a, a nice stream now. For some reason, you're cutting in and out. Let me take a look here. Give me one second some reason it's not playing give me one second brother and we might need to come in and out i think we were stopped no what i think it's rolling i'm being told that we they can't see us really yeah how are we looking how are we looking you tell me you tell me let me take a look here brother 
it looks like we have streamers, but I'm not I'm not showing views. Let's see. Not showing. Yeah, we're on. <clears throat> I don't know what that was, brother. I was just being told that. Yeah, it was brought back on. I think it was a copyright from Eminem, bro, from the song that I put in. It stopped the video Ooh. for some reason. <laughs> We're back on, though. Yeah, now, <laughs> now they can. All righty, brother. So before we do get any further, man, I wanted to kind of express of how we met and where we went along. Um, you were telling me about your date right now. We were talking about you uh, getting set up with some enclosures. Who is it exactly that you bought those enclosures from as well, bro? Uh, yeah, I just got those. Or let me see, opposite of the camera. So I just got all these right here from Tamara Design. So uh, Dale Tamara Design Enclosures. He builds some insane PVC stuff. I want to upgrade some animals, and then um, yeah, I just you know just love his uh, PVC enclosures. So I went and went ham and bought quite a few enclosures. So that's it, really. I got some. I just got some really cool stuff right there. Bam! Like, well, question: Are, do, are those polydariums? Because I saw some drainage holes on them. So there, do you yeah. eventually? They are well okay, so I guess I'll say here and I, I haven't made it real too public yet, but I'm gonna upgrade the uh blue beauty rat snakes. And mm. then I, I might I might get into some tree monitors. I don't know yet. So we'll see what happens. And then um yeah, I just I don't know, I just wanted some more enclosures. So yeah. <laughs> There's a, I bought two more enclosures today and I, I don't necessarily need them, but I wanted them and I was like, let me just buy them. I'll see what I put in there another time, you know? definitely yeah man well i'm glad that you hopped on it was kind of late notice we both have busy schedules uh we'll try to keep it here to a minimal man we have a couple events here right after but if it goes over it goes over it's all good with exactly, you brother exactly, yep. <clears throat> my man so how we met I, I don't know if we actually did meet you know it, it hasn't yet happened this might be the first meeting where we actually talk face to face uh, other than that, it was just like talk here and there, talking about advice and what to do with the animals, purchasing animals from you. Um, I went down to, uh, I believe, what was Del Mar's reptile show, and I saw you in some a couple of my clips, and I sent you a video of yourself. You were selling there at at, uh, at the reptile show. That was that was a while ago. That was like the Del Mar was like three years ago, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's the year that you established her, two years before, right? Um. Four years ago now i'm on my fourth year so that was three years ago that was my first reptile show that i ever did though yeah vending yeah that was my first reptile show in del mar san diego yeah that was uh, you're the only one who stood out bro i'm sorry to be a dick to all the fucking breeders there but you you were like like moving bro like your crowd was just like rolling and like by the time we came back in the afternoon i, I don't know if it was that same day but you weren't there so i was like holy shit like this guy sold out yeah i sold out really dude that was the best show ever man so that was the opener right after covid people got the uh what do they call the stimulus checks so all that so it was an insane show right um yeah i sold out myself and socal scales i was with them uh we both sold out the first day within like a few hours and we bought someone else's booth that had a whole bunch of colubrids so we bought their whole entire booth and then just sold all the colubrids and then the colubrids we wanted we ended up keeping so that's where I actually started keeping like bull snakes, a few indigos and stuff like that. And then we almost sold out of all the stuff we bought from them as well. It was 
it was it was insane. Yeah, the Del Mar was insane. But besides that, we've talked on Instagram a few times, and then I got the yeah. Bulls from you too. So yeah, yeah. This guy was. I mean, we were both into you know Serafia, but at that point, it was like you opened me up to other morphs where it was like, holy shit, like these are crazy. You know, like Patophis is just so expansive, man. Where like people. They underestimate the species, honestly, bro. Oh, yeah, big time, big time, 100%. 100%. And I love the spicy ones, brother, that just give you that flair where you can just, like, work with them, and it's kind of like a show-off moment where you're just like, see, I can tame it down. That's all pituophis right there, everything in those racks. Yeah, yeah like, uh, only adults right there. Yeah, I, I love I love pituophis. Like, bull snakes, pine snakes, go for <laughs> but the rest of them are, are freaking, I love them, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, my baby girls want to get into crested gecko soon, so hopefully we can get a couple more. All day, yeah, all man. day, we're gonna have some crazy crusties. <laughs> yeah, fuck up? yeah! So to get started with the the, the first questions, brother, the the initiative of the podcast, you can fucking see my laps up there. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a border you had. Okay. <laughs> 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 Brother, what is your routine like, your, your daily habits? Like, do you have a specific routine? Yeah. So, um, usually I'd get up, you know, have my breakfast in the morning. You know, um, I, I go – recently I've been starting to walk the dog in the morning, and then I go to jiu-jitsu in the morning. And then uh, I come to my shop, and I take care of animals that need to get taken care of. And then I start recording. I forgot, actually, once I wake up, I usually post a video on Instagram. So I wake up, post a video on Instagram, then do all that, get to my shop, take care of animals, and then record more videos. And uh, yeah, dude, and it's that until nighttime, and then I get home at 9, and that's about the end of my day, 8 to 9 p.m. So my guy pre-records the day before, and then you're posting your videos from previous day, right? Oh, bro, I, I have hundreds of videos recorded that I can post at any time, like, it's funny because I'll post a video and someone will be like, oh, let me come to the shop. You're there. And like, dude, that video could have been from like four or five weeks ago, you know, because <laughs> I'll just record like 20 videos in a day and I only like like four or five of the videos. You know what I mean? So like I'm very picky about it or like I only got time to edit so many of them. So I only have so many to post. Yeah. That's crazy, brother. But it's good to have a rhythm. So you do have a morning routine where you think that you do this on a daily where it's like all of those things you named were habitual. They're habitual. Yeah, definitely are. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be done. Definitely, brother. So uh, do you have any down days where you just set aside and you're like, oh, shit, like I need a breather? Or what do you call that down day that you, you set aside I, for? I, look, I try. Generally speaking, so two of my really, really good friends are off on Sunday and Monday. So I try to take Sunday and Monday off so I can hang out with them or we can make plans and do whatever. But it's it's kind of gotten to a point as of this past year it's kind of difficult to take the Sunday Monday off just because there's so many animals to take care of I, I don't I don't get to not come here every day I'm here every single day of the week that's for sure but even if I do take a day off I have to pop my head in here and make sure everything's okay open every single enclosure every rack make sure things are good and then I can dip out you know if if and when I get the chance but it's not it's not too common I get to not be here honestly yeah no but i mean it's just it's something that you do on a daily because you're just like checking up on your babies it's like if you had kids you know it's the same thing yeah exactly plus i breed and you know breeding isn't like if i was breeding one species of animal it might be easier but i'm not so it's it's a lot harder nothing's 
nothing's in a rhythm where everything's like on a set schedule. Like if I just did Burmese pythons, then I would know, okay, they're all ovulating at this time. They're all going to lay eggs at this time, but I have things laying eggs this part of the year, 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 this day, this week. So it, it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. It's not, there's no real rhythm to the, to the breeding. <laughs> So to an alternation to that, um, since you brought that up, do you practice uh, seasonal breeding according to the season, or do you trigger certain breeding techniques or use certain things to trigger breeding at any time of year? That's a, I love that question because I can breed whenever I want. The whole thing that I've loved about all three of my facilities that I've had is I've always had it temperature controlled. So I have a, uh, 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 what is it called, a four-ton AC unit on the top and then I, I can use it as a heater ac humidifier all that kind of stuff so i can control the temperature in this whole entire warehouse at any point in time okay. throughout the year. so if i want it to be cold it can be cold in here and certain things will go into brumation yada yada certain things will breed you know uh, i keep it around 75 degrees in here and then everything's on a thermostat so i, I control whenever everything breeds like right now it's cold a lot of people's crested geckos chihuahua geckos lychees aren't giving them eggs but I'm, I already started getting eggs uh, two months ago. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of, yeah. Like bull snakes right now, it's cold. I'm taking them out of brumation, right? Like literally they're out of brumation in four days. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I, yeah, I can control every aspect in here. So, I think Penny's asking uh, who are your best friend's names? Uh, that. That has to go with Penny right there because he's the one. And then uh, T.O. can shoot. They get their days off on Sunday, Monday. So I try to, again, take my days off so I can hang out with them. But it's, again, I mean, as he's seen, this past year has been very inconsistent with me having Sunday, Monday off. It used to be on the dot, but now it's just it's just been getting harder and harder, man. <laughs> Definitely, bro. I mean, it's, it's it's understandable. You're taking on more, more, and more, and it seems like you're loving it, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Bro, do you have any religion or spiritual belief? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I, I grew up Christian, so, yeah. You're yeah. Christian? Yeah, I grew up that way, yeah. Yeah. Do you practice any specific things or do you still go to church or like no, what are your practices? I don't go to church, but I mean, I, I believe in God still. So, I mean, I, I still believe in, in what I, I was raised in and that religion and how I believe in it. But I don't, yeah, I'm probably not the best example of being a Christian. And I'm probably, you know, I don't practice like uh, going to church or praying all the time. Like, you know, I try to, but I'm again, I'm not your, your, uh, your prime example of a Christian at all. Yeah. So, so what is your perspective of God? Like, and this is coming from <clears throat> like, I don't know your perspective to say because I'm not in your shoes. Right. So I, in, in my theory, I see God in a different way as one perspective. What is your perspective? If you would be able to explain it. Um, I was like, there's heaven and hell. There's God, Christ who, you know, uh, died on the cross, died for our sins, like, you know, what they would teach you as a Christian or Catholic, just the, the basics to it. Definitely. So it's like the belief of, of, of uh, because of sin and repent, you have certain qualities or attributes that you have to follow throughout your life. You can't yeah. do certain yeah. things. Yeah, yeah but okay. again, I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm a horrible example at that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you do you fall under any other things that you think you you've practiced throughout the years or something else that you've picked up throughout the years that you maybe fond fond of or anything else that you do like spiritually or any of that no not really i'm 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 kind of just just work my ass off push myself keep going keep going keep going keep going you know that's it i just yeah no not really (laughs) i don't have any uh no i don't have anything that i do like that not really no so see that that's that's a different perspective and this is great to have as well because to know that you don't need anything in reality to actually succeed, right? Because you have success to, to show. Um, you don't have a direct belief. So at that point, you just rely on your hustle, on your push. So your source, your, your yeah, essence, I mean, or who you are. You're only going to get as far as you make yourself go. So, I mean, that's, that's the end of that. I mean, you know, e- even believing in God, I don't, I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with my business. I think it's more like, you know, he allows you to make your mistakes. You know, you're you're a free you're free will. You don't you know you do what you want. So and I do what I want. So I'm only gonna get as far as I push myself. So I mean that that's that's it. You know, there's no I don't wake up and pray every day and go you know bring me a ten thousand dollar sale. It doesn't work like that. You're gonna get a ten thousand dollar sale because you have you know the marketing skills to push that. You have the genetics people want. You have the qualities as a breeder people want to see that you know, they spend those kind of amounts and stuff like that. You know, you know, I don't believe in like, you know, waking up and just like throwing a lucky coin in the pond and going, you know, this one's for the $10,000 sale, you know, like nothing like that. You know, I just, it's as hard as you push yourself. You know what I mean? And see, this is where spirituality crosses the line and then it becomes something that can be theoretical, like what you're explaining. So exactly what you said, bro, like, having the non-theory of believing in yourself without putting anything attached to it without saying, yeah. oh, God did it, or without saying, oh, the devil made me do it. No, it's it's you. It's you fucking up. It's you doing the good. Yeah, it's you exactly. doing the bad. You do yeah. your own choices all day, every day, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and th- that's something that I resonate a lot with what I practice because Santeria teaches you that exactly. It's like it's a punch in the fucking face when you're doing something bad to your own self because yeah. you're just – if, if you're fucking up, they're going to show you the deities or earth. Everything comes back. It's like a, it's like the universe talking to you in an essence, right? Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think it, it's it's very common for me to, to actually see the spirituality in people who come and quote unquote call themselves atheists or people who don't practice a certain religion, you know, and, and they're more spiritual than they believe because of their practices of just believing in themselves. And that's what spirituality does, you know. It's it's more about curing your own thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, brother. So, how do you combine your work balance and your your uh, practice with uh, business? So, if you do, you have anything that you have at work or at your job or your facility where you hang a cross or any specific things that you do when you walk in the door to your facility? Yeah, I just. Uh walk in and i look at everything and let's fucking get it done you know let's rock and roll let's get it so that's it like i just get yeah no i don't i don't have any like uh no no the only thing i got hanging on the wall is my banner and my sponsor's banners and that's it (laughs) that's good brother that's good so in regards to not having any spiritual attachment to anything, I mean, you're pretty much a deluxe package just for your set goals. It's awesome, bro. About removing that attach, I'm pretty sure you drink coffee. I'm pretty sure you might smoke. I'm not sure. Do you smoke or anything? Do you have any habitual things? Uh, no vaping or nothing? You chew no, I gum? Quit I quit drinking. 
uh, quit smoking a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I just chew gum. That's it. When did you really start? Know. When did you start jujitsu, bro? Uh, so I used to do jujitsu a long time ago. I did it when I was a little kid, 20, 21 years ago, 16 years ago, and then um, I just started again two weeks ago. So, oh, whoa! I don't know why my email is just up all weird on my screen. Okay, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you hear all that or did it blank out? No, it did not. It didn't blank out? It didn't blank out. No, I still saw okay. you. I just saw you went, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, no, my email is just one on my uh, one on my thing all heavy. Bro, what was a point in your breeding or keeping business that marked a change or a switching point? Repeat that, I'm sorry? A point in the breeding or, or when you started to, to develop your business that it was kind of like an explosion that you saw it was like a big change. Like, do you remember that point or that memory or story that you can perhaps say that this was a change, like this marked the change to the South Bay reptiles? Yeah, I mean, I got to say when I – so I was in South Bay reptiles before. I've been part of the reptile community and breeding since I was pretty young. Um, but I, once I branded it, so I, I already had my foot in the game when it came to breeding and being part of the reptile community since I was a really little kid. Like John Adragna, Sim Container, I've known him since, dude, I've been messaging that guy on Facebook probably since I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, like a little kid. So um, I've been into the reptile community a while. And then once I kind of, I had a, I had a little collection of, uh, of uh, basically cars, honestly. And uh, I sold my collection of cars and invested all of it into my reptiles. Uh, my, my uncle put in some money to invest into my reptiles as well into the business. And I mean, I just hustled down and said, Hey, this is your, you know, pick a hobby. I had the reptiles and I had the cars and I was like, one loses money, one makes money and you enjoy both pick one, you know? So I got rid of the cars and, uh, I put all of it into the reptiles and about four years ago, everything started exploding and uh, it just keeps getting better and better from there. So I got to say, like, every year gets better, honestly, when it comes to the business side of things and the breeding side of things. It just gets better every year. That's sick, bro. And, like, being from cars and, and, and having the push to, to continue with reptiles, uh, I'm reckoning that you had this at, this um, love for reptiles since you were small, right? Yeah, since I was a little kid, yeah. When did you have your first reptile? How old were you when you had your first reptile? Dude, I was young. Uh, I was, uh, I want to say I was like, my first personal reptile, I think I got when I was like eight or 10 years old, something like that. I got my first personal. I was probably even younger than that, to be honest. And then um, I bred my first stuff around like 11 years old, 12 years old, and whatnot, like bearded dragons, leopard geckos, horn snakes. I couldn't figure out ball pythons for the hell of me when I was young. So, you know, that was like the hardest thing. Dude, I couldn't figure out ball pythons and how to breed them till three years ago was my first clutch of EPs ever. And like, it was, dude, that was the hardest. I don't know why, but that was the hardest thing ever for me to breed. But, uh, yeah. The fuck, you can breed retics, but you can't breed BPs. <laughs> A lot of things, but BPs were so hard for me. I don't know why. But like, yeah, I mean, uh, first reptile... <laughs> I was probably like, I want to say, I might have even been like six or seven years old, man. Like, I've been into reptiles since I was a little kid, yeah. That's a trip. Yeah, because I have pictures of, like, 
my mom throwing me a reptile birthday party and she had the the local reptile store come out and bring a whole bunch of reptiles and i think that was like my seventh birthday so i was probably into reptiles before that obviously so yeah a long time a really long time and i'm like 25 now so yeah so you were pretty much raised on them you you grew up with them you always had them around you um i remember you saying something on a live or, or putting it out there saying that you you had burmese as your first love or burmese were your first snake were, were that was that no, the case or no you know burmese were my first uh choice of a big snake if i had to keep any big snake burmese are my favorite so like out of the retics out of the anacondas the boas all that stuff like Burmese are like, that's my one love. Like if, oh, that's what the question was on the other life. If I could only take home one animal, what would it be? Cause I don't have any animals at home. I just keep them all in my facility. Um, it would be the Burmese Python and my rhino iguana. That was what it was on the last podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Bur Burmese are insane. Oh, yeah. I think they just have a different demeanor than other animals at least. They do. They're just nice. They're like the puppies of the big dog world, you know, like of the of the big snake world. Yeah. But why did you choose animals? Like, why why did you decide to switch your cars for the animals? Which one did I love more? Simple as that. Just the love of it, right? Just love reptiles more than they bring me more happiness than a car ever will. A car would piss me off every two months that I'd break <laughs> something on it, you know? <laughs> I'd break something on the car and get pissed off every two months. What, what type of cars did you keep? Um, I had I had a, a pretty decent collection, bro. I had a I, I had a 350Z. I had with a 2JZ in it. I had a 370Z Nismo. I had a Cadillac CTSV. I had two Subarus, a G35S, and then um, I had a a Nissan Titan, which is truck, and then everything was stick shift. And I feel like I'm missing one more car, but. Just a whole bunch of JDM cars, besides the Cadillac, obviously being uh, being American. Like I had a whole bunch of JDM Japanese cars and just modified the crap out of them. <laughs> that's sick, bro. Yeah, that's There's... what my yeah yeah that's what my whole life was before this. Yeah. <laughs> and you started that when you first got your license out of high school, or when when did you start? Yeah, that? I, I got my first car at eighteen. Yeah, and uh, it was downhill from there. It was a very quick. It was very quick, me getting into it and me getting out of it. It was like three years of me like being like, wow, this is cool. And then that third year, I was like, I'm done. How'd you get your first car? Did you buy it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. What, what was your first car? The 350Z. <laughs> what year? Oh, man. What year was it? I think it was a 2008 uh, HR. Was the VQ HR or HR something? I forget what it was the engine type, but I think it was a 2008 or 2006. And then we took the engine out of that and then put a 2JZ out of a Supra inside of there with sequential twin turbos. And uh, then I blew that car up on the uh, 91 freeway exit over here. It blew up. <laughs> Long story short, I didn't know what tuning was. <laughs> Damn, bro, were you okay? Did you suffer any injuries? No, uh, the car was on fire, but it was great. Like, if the car burned down, so, I mean, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was it was a learning curve. It was a learning curve. <laughs> like, did the car blow up in front of you, or did it start getting fire? You got out of it? The engine mounts basically gave out, and the engine dropped. 
and then the bottom of the whole entire engine just fucking scraped off and then it just started a fire and then it lit my car on fire because I, I was gonna put the uh what is it called the cage the roll cage inside of it so it was a convertible so the convertible all that just lit on fire and then the whole insides were all just jacked up it was great yeah it was horribly great yeah holy shit bro yeah no no yeah it was it was fun dude yeah those 350s were fun that that's an experience though that's that's sick <laughs> yeah. fucking burn my car down <laughs> yeah i'm 90. <laughs> yeah luckily i was okay yeah well as a kid what was your dream or aspiration as a kid yeah okay so i was a fanatic with oh you know what i was a fanatic with zabumafu and uh and steve Irwin on animal planet so i don't know if you know what zabumafu is but it was like this uh this little ringtail uh uh what do they call the ringtail uh i don't know mammals too well but i forget what it was called but spider monkey something like that i forget but it was a ringtail something and it would jump all the time and um i was i was a fanatic with animals so as a kid i think i wanted to be in the military i wanted to work at a zoo and i wanted to be a veterinarian and that's what those are my my three things as a kid what i wanted to do bro that kind of sounds like my path I, I went into the military trying to get into it i i didn't get into meps or anything like i processed through through military process examination but i i think i went up there like six seven times because of my weight i almost weighed like 300 pounds like at that point when i was trying to go in uh but when i went in the last time i had issues with uh another person who was my bunkie or the person who was sleeping with me he framed me for smoking marijuana in the room when i was in smoking pot um, I had put Epsom salt, the, the flavor, the, the smell of lavender, and it had that pungent smell. And they dropped everybody the next day, and I guess the guy was being held for racial profiling because of be telling the people that I was smoking pot in the room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, man, but, but I can relate with you trying to go into the military, man. I was trying to be uh, – uh, my MOS was going to be mortuary affairs. So I'd pick up dead bodies or, or process dead bodies or put on, like, makeup on the corpse and shit. But Jeez. that was going <laughs> to – That's that harsh. Yeah, I mean, no, I, didn't, I didn't get very far into even thinking about any of it really. Just It was just something on the plate? Yeah, just something on the plate. I was a young kid, and I just uh, – let life take over you know yeah man i came back and became a salesman you know i said fuck the military i'm not gonna sign up and i became a sales car sales guy <laughs> ah, car sales car sales or something car sales are always fun yeah man you either become a good person or you just take advantage of the techniques at a point you can use them in real life you know and it's kind of sadistic you know, you yeah. can use certain certain techniques or that are, are um, a bit like psychological, where you can get you know people to thinking in certain frames or certain perspectives, and it kind of it's like you shouldn't do that shit. You know? Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, sales in general, they can you can use it anywhere you go. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's pretty much everything you do. You sell yourself to your girlfriend when you meet her, and you're like, you know, you have the the chance of selling yourself to her, you know, to a chance of so, her yeah. saying yes or no. So everything is a transaction. It is. Everything. It really is. I, I people hate hearing it, but everything is a transaction. Yeah, it really is. 
Yeah, and it's not monetary. When people say transaction, the people automatically think, "Oh, it's monetary." Yeah, no. You can sell an idea. Yeah, yeah. Sell forth anything. You can sell so many things. Yeah, it's it's just a way of talking. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that part about sales. Um, you have an MBA or something like that, right, bro? You had some type of college. Yeah, I did. I did some college. I went. Uh, I went to school for business administration, accounting, and. Uh, that's it, yeah. Community college. I didn't. I didn't go into getting a bachelor's none of that stuff, man. Yeah, me neither. I, I just. I barely even finished high school. To be honest, I went to this program because I was pretty much homeless and having kids at, at as being a kid. So oh. at that point, it was just like I needed to get into school and finish my high school diploma. So sure. I did. I got some construction work. I, me and my well, my wife and myself both got licensed for national coordination with construction, so we can you know practice any type of line work in the construction area. So imagine my wife, you know, with the big belly, pregnant with my daughter, you know, hitting hammers in, in the middle of the desert, you know, building houses for low-income families. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys get it done, right? You guys, you guys are committed to it. You get it done. Yeah, bro. So like it, it's it's. It's cool that I see it like from people who have that that perspective of business that really didn't get that great work in like yourself. Like you just went to college, but you you show off a level of success at a higher level because of that push, that drive, that adrenaline, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know? Yeah, 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 bro. I just have a push. That's it. I just. <laughs> I'm just eager for anything I do. I'm, if I'm gonna put my mind to it, put my mind to it. You know? That's well, it. Wait. You're an adrenaline junkie to an extent, man. I mean, all those bites. <laughs> oh, adrenaline junkie? That's, yeah, I'm big-time adrenaline junkie. I try to calm down on it, but it's kind of hard to – I don't know, man. Yeah, there, beyond the snake bites, man, it, if people saw my everyday, like when I do go have fun, dude, yeah, the, adrenaline, the stuff I do for adrenaline is borderline stupid. But, I mean, it's it's – yeah, I guess my blood pumping, that's what I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to have a good time, man. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, that's good time and good stories. That's the only thing that, that comes from that. <laughs> Brother, I think I had a uh, talking about good time. Did you uh, get my message about actually opening up that Sunday snake and sip out there in, in LA? You said what? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I just, bro, I don't have, yeah, I don't have time for that kind of stuff, bro. Right now, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to go to Garrett's. I'm supposed to go to uh, Brian Barcheck's. I do, I have so much stuff packed on my schedule that it, it's just, it's too much. And then I have the show coming up in Tinley, Chicago. So I got to go to that. It's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah, I can't. I can't do shows like mini shows over here. I can't do my bad. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, no, bro. I mean, if you know the guys, I think I had mentioned some stuff to Claudius as well. And to yeah, Adam I was going to say, Claudius, Snake Father, he'll, he'll do all that kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know how he makes time. Well, I do know how he makes time for it because it's his job. That's what he does as a, as for a living, you know? So it makes sense. But, I can't. I can't do that. It's too much. Yeah, too much. Too yeah, much. man. It's just for exposure. If you if you want to get more exposure there, you know, it's always great to do marketing and have more people under your belt. And you yeah. can always display your snakes there, man. Like to make it actually to where it's an expo and expose your snakes I, to sell. I'm weird about that. I I uh I don't like taking my animals in public too much. Like I'm mm. very weird about where I take my animals, just because uh, again. 99% of what I have in here is all breeders. I don't have something that's like really just a pet. You know what I mean? Besides yeah. my iguanas and my tortoises, which I'm letting go of my tortoises. So, you know, my rhino iguanas, really, that's my only pet. Everything else. Are you, are you letting go of tortilla? 
tortilla, the all three tortoises. I'm letting go. Just as just as you guys know, this this tortoise has been touched by Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so hit, they have Hit my boy up, like hooligan. Yeah, that is funny. I forgot all about that, but that's right. Yeah. My boy Logan said he wanted some tortoise, so he better hop on those quick. <laughs> oh, hit me up because all three of the adults, I'm letting them go. But yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. They were blessed by Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was funny. That was so funny. they have higher value, man, and it's emotional, <laughs> not monetary. <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so I was gonna ask you, like, what is your line of business? But I'm before to, to reptiles, but you pretty much had reptiles your entire life. Uh, besides the whole car uh, work or mechanic work, did you work as a mechanic as well, or did you have anything? No, I, that was my uh, side class, not my elective, but my side class in uh, community college. I did a, I did a mechanical engineering just so I could, uh, you know, or automotive mechanicals. So I did that just so I can go learn about my cars and bring my cars in more and work on them myself. So I, I used to work on as much as I could myself with my cars. So I just did that in, in the community college as well. So that was it, really. I mean, uh, now my only line of work before all of this uh i worked as a as a uh, accountant basically and a salesperson for for diamonds for a, a diamond company i'm not really going to mention their name but um a, a large diamond company one of a very large diamond company so i just worked for them for a while and that's kind of where all the carbs came in and all that you know and that kind of lifestyle came in so the diamonds you're talking about like jewelry diamonds Awesome. So, did you guys supply to like Rolex and all those companies? Supply to a lot of a lot of places. They're they're the it's the world's largest diamond supplier. The the, the company I work for. So yeah. Well, check this out. But there's some 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 type of correlation between smart people. And I'm not saying that just use your smart. But I'm not stroking you either, bro. Just just to, to let you know. <laughs> but there's there's a, a lot of guys that I've met that that are into jewelry or into that line of work. Like my homeboy, um, Daniel, like this guy's in Vegas and he became like a master. Um, it's called horologist. When you study the, t the, the, the uh, time and physics of, of the, the clock or whatever. And he worked for Rolex. But this boy was bringing in, you know, six figures, seven figures a year. And this guy was just polishing Rolexes and just selling it out to, you know, random people. But yeah. there's a lot of business work and line work inside of the jewelry industry. Yeah. So uh, one specialty I had besides diamonds, because I was certified for, you know, doing diamonds, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, I was into horography as well. So I did timepieces as well. So I was Oh, shit. Into, yeah, I was all into horography as well. I forget how to say it, horography or something like that, horography. But yeah. uh, the study the study of timepieces, yeah. So I, I was, yeah, I was really into that a lot as well. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything Swiss, no, no automatic or i don't want it yeah <laughs> i know how it is that's oh, crazy time, time is funny and it's not real <laughs> i know i always think about that who the hell invented time but i don't even want to get into that that, that one's yeah. just the conversation <laughs> <laughs> damn man so, so tri talking about tripping out i wanted to ask have you done any psychedelics a while ago like a while back when i was uh when i was a uh younger when i was younger yeah like in high school days, yeah, I, I'm dabbled in, I dabbled in some stuff, yeah. What did you dabble into, if you don't mind me uh, asking? 
I'd rather not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'd rather not uh, <laughs> close any of that, unfortunately. Yeah. No problem, brother. Is there any stories you'd like to relate? Not really. They're all just, they're all just young, dumb, and fun. You know, <laughs> they're fun. Don't get me wrong. If if I was that age again, would I do it again? Absolutely. But being how I am now and having what I have now, no, I can't do any of that. Definitely. You know, everybody has a different perspective, brother. Uh, but uh, did you feel any any point of knowledge when you would do those psychedelics, like before or at that? at that point you know it's it's or was it just like a party drug when you were in high school i not necessarily a party one but i mean I, I i couldn't i can't tell you like i don't remember it this is like this is like years ago this is like seven eight years ago yeah man like i i can't even tell you what it felt like anymore yeah <laughs> this is my it's yeah i don't know man i don't know i mean yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't really have an answer to any of that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, no worries, bro. Well, it's nice to know that you did. You know, and you had the experience. Um, but yeah, man, we'll talk about that later off off the line. <laughs> bro, um, so why did you choose animals besides the love? Besides the love, um, I don't know. I. Uh, I just, I just uh, was fascinated with, uh, I guess as a kid, you want to be like your idol. And my idol at the time was uh, Steve Irwin. So I saw him hunting crocodiles and, and all that and, and, you know, messing with venomous snakes all the time or non-venomous snakes. And uh, I always just wanted a piece of that world, you know. So the... And most people, the way you chase that, that piece of that world is by having a collection of reptiles or a pet reptile or something exotic that's not a cat or a dog or rabbit. Something you can buy on your everyday basis, you know, isn't going to give you that. It might not give you that, that, that connection to that side of the world, but an exotic animal like, like these, you know, it, it definitely brings you closer to that side of the world, you know, the exotic side. So I guess yeah, just man. chasing the, uh, chasing the dream to be like Steve Irwin at the beginning. I guess that's why I picked animals in the first place. It's crazy, man. Like the, the inspiration that that man had on a lot of people and, and as kids, you know, seeing him on, you know, discovery channel, natural geographics and all the displays that he would do. Like it, it was not only an opening, but he was kind of like the attraction to discovery channel or those channels to a way to where he, not only showed his stuff, but we would watch on to the next program, you know, whether if it was whales or tigers or whatever. And that's what I, I kind of like drew me to animals too, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Bro, do you have an idol or somebody in your life, maybe an animal that is a motivation to you or maybe a loved one? An idol... A motivation. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if I really like idolize anyone and what they do. I, I mean, um, I'd probably have to say, uh, I don't really no, not I, I don't I don't necessarily have like anyone like I, I i mean i guess i look up to those i put around me so like 
you know, I try to surround myself with friends who are who are generally more successful than I am. So I can see the things they have. And it's kind of like a healthy competition where I want what they what they have. So I know I have to work myself to a point where they're at, you know, and and just gaining wisdom off of them. So, I mean, I, I surround myself around many, I guess you can say idols, you know, people that I'm going to look up to and whatnot. So I just yeah. uh, I just make sure anyone around me is someone that's going to bring me up and not draw me back or, you know, bring me down anyway. So I guess you can say I idolize anyone that that's doing better than me that has something I want, you know? Definitely, man. Uh, do you find any animals in your collection or any animals that you wish to have as a sense of motivation to expand your collection or maybe draw more things to your life? Mm, I got to say probably the uh, probably the the pythons, man. There's so many different pythons that it just makes me want to have more and more and more in my collection of like different kinds of pythons just to see the difference in all of them. So I guess I got to say the pythons bring me a want for more different types of pythons. So they draw me to having more reptiles. Yeah. So in the sense of you wanting different species, do you find yourself studying them more to a more acute where you kind of like study their, their demeanors and the way that they breed um, is that something that it draws you to, or is there a different reason that you might have why you choose pythons? Um, pythons, just because there's so many and they're so different. Every single one's so so different. I mean, you take a Burmese python next to a scrub python, or a Burmese python next to a reticulated python next to a, an Angolan python, and they're all so different, you know. But yet they're all pythons. So, and they have their similarities, but they're so so different. So I just like that kind of stuff, honestly. When it it's almost that, like, I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's almost like a like a similarity between human race. You know, we're all different of different cultures, but we're still the same species. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just trips me out. You know, it just trips me out. Like that's that's funny that you say that because you know what cultures trip me out too. I like seeing different types of cultures and different foods. I'm I'm a big foodie. I love food, so I like seeing different cultures, foods, and whatnot. And like that, that's something that I'm super drawn to as well. So yeah, I guess it's, yeah, I guess that's why pythons and, and cultures go together so well. Actually, I guess so because there's so many different kinds, and I like I like seeing all the differences. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like when we do events, like the people come up to me, they're automatically the first thing they say is either, "Oh, it's a python," you know, or "Is it a yeah. corn snake?" Everything's because... a python or an anaconda, a ball python specifically, an anaconda, a corn snake. Or recently a hog nose. Everything's one of those things. It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I give up. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, how did you know this? <laughs> this is a turtle. I was like, this huge anaconda. You got it. It's, it's a hog nose. You got it right there, buddy. I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> well, it's crazy is that there's some hog noses that are called the anaconda phase, right? Huh? There's some yeah, hog there, noses. There are there are hog noses that are called conda. I don't understand the hog nose more <laughs> genetics. I think they're cool animals. They're they're a North American species, you know, of colubrid. But my North American species is again the the pituophis, you know. So that's what I chose. But um, you know, it, it's, yeah, I don't understand hog nose. You couldn't ask me left from right for hog noses. So yeah. <laughs> They're cute, man. Don't get me wrong. If you know yeah, for your kids, or if you want, you know, just a small pet, just for yourself. 
<laughs> tiny though. I'm like, you know, I like, I like bigger snakes. I like anything. I think you sent me to a good client of yourself, um, Ever Evergreen State Reptiles. Yeah, good yeah. buddy. Yeah, he does. I think he does hog noses. So yeah, he does all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah we got in the. Man, that man put me onto so many bull snakes too. It's, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, man, he has great prices, bro. Great person to deal with. Super competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess he's, he's he's it's it's a good benefactor of him though. He gives you his good side, you know, and his bad side. He's straight oh. up. Oh, 100%. I love him. Yeah. He's, freaking Shane's the best. Yeah, man. Bro, is there any superstitions or any small customs that you've done throughout your life? Meaning like if you like hop a pole or anything like you do like special out of the sudden or if you played a special like game or baseball game or soccer game i don't know something cute you would do superstitions no i've never had any superstitions i've never really i never even uh like gave thoughts to them really superstitions no i don't have any i mean um yeah no i don't really have any dude i'm like uh i'm super like uh plain jane with all that kind of stuff dude i'm, I'm like i don't uh you yeah, don't subscribe don't, to the voodoo hoodoo. You don't subscribe no, to the Kool-Aid. I don't do anything with the Kool-Aid, bro, at all. Like, none of it, good or bad. And some of it, I, I, it's not that I don't want to, I guess. It's just I never, I was never really exposed to any of it. Mm -hmm. and I was never, I never really put myself around that. So, yeah, I, no, I don't have any superstitions. I don't have any, like, knock on the wood three times for, you know, rub click your heels and none of that kind of stuff. Like, like. Like no, you know one thing is uh, I, I I grew up with my with my dad when he was around telling me it's like this isn't Disneyland or Disney Channel. You like dreams don't come true, you make them happen, you know. And like that was, that was my dad. That was my dad. <laughs> everything's realistic. Make it happen or, or get the hell out, you know. So like that's how I am. I'm just like I try to stay as close as I can to to reality, and that's it. Do you hear that beeping? Yeah. Uh, let me get turn off that thermostat real quick, bro. No worries, bro. These birds, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> it's funny because these Burmese pythons, they'll lay on top of the probe inside of there. And if they're on top of it right after the heat bulb touched it, they create more heat with their body heat, obviously. So the probe tells me it's like two degrees over, and then it turns it off, and then the uh, the uh, alarm goes oh. off. <laughs> and you see, that's what I was telling you. Everything's on a thermostat in here. Everything, literally. Yeah, there's man. nothing that's not on a thermostat in here. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's kind of redundant if you don't. It's a fire hazard at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> How what's the temps over there right now, bro? Um, outside it's like thirty nine degrees right now. It is freezing, freaking cold. I think it's the coldest we've oh, ever had it here in California. Yeah, man, it snowed here the other day. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's it's insane over here, bro. Like right now, what I think, I think we had hail yesterday or this morning, something like that. I think it was yesterday. I forgot what, but that was the first time I ever saw hail. I was like, okay. Was like, wow. How far are you from the ocean? Three miles, four miles. Fuck, bro. 
Yeah, I'm lucky bastard, man. You lucky bastard. Why? <laughs> Why? I, love, I love the ocean, man. I love the ocean. <laughs> I, I only like I only like the ocean to go fishing or catch lobsters. That's it. <laughs> you really catch some crazy that. shit out there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, I post I post videos of me going fishing all the time. Or like, you know, Dave Kaufman. Him and I yeah. went on my buddy's boat, and we went lobster fishing, and then we went fishing for some white sea bass. So that was that was fun. I think he did. Yeah, he did a whole YouTube on that. So that was fun. Yeah, I go fishing quite a bit. I love that. Yeah, fishing is anytime I can make for fishing, I, I go. Yeah, that's crazy. And I saw you got into new hobbies with the pews. Have you been doing that recently more often? Yeah, the pew pews. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's just something I started talking about. You know, I don't really talk about it too much, just because I know some people are like. One really against it. Two, you know, I, I, it's just, it's, it started with more home defense than anything. You know, I just like having certain things at home. Uh, when I travel or like, you know, have reptiles with me that I'm, you know, delivering. Sometimes there's some expensive reptiles, or sometimes I need to go purchase an expensive reptile. You know, and I have cash on hand or something. Then, you know, I, I I'm a, I'm a firm believer of. Uh, of yeah, man. your right to bear arms so yeah yeah so uh you know you never yeah. know brother you never know exactly you know I, sometimes you run into those experiences and you're like shit i need it i need to get a strap now <laughs> yeah i'm a very firm believer of always having one it's, you never know, you know? <laughs> yeah that's for sure brother that's for sure Bro, do you utilize any sales tactics or in your business, or do you just go with the flow? Like you already mentioned that you do your pre-content, and you know you load up every week, so you have fresh stuff to just put out. But do you use any tactics in your reels or in your sales pro uh, production, or what are the things that you might want to share to the public? Um, consistency. I just make sure I post at least once every single day. You know, there's that um, uh, sales tactics. I mean, I just I keep people updated with what I'm breeding, what I have available. You know, if, if I don't show them what I have available, then how are they going to know? know? Yeah. I guess the biggest sale tactic I have is lines, lineage, localities, um, genetics. You know, I try to stay on top of like, okay what genetics are really hot you know what localities are really hot you know add those into whatever i'm already working with or um just be at the top of your game when it comes to like okay everyone's working with kalatoa right superdwarfs well what's going to separate me from kalatoa superdwarf from the next guy you know and the next guy he's probably like 25 percent kalatoa with these genetics. Okay, well then I have to be 50% Kalatoa with these genetics. He gets there, I need to get up again, you know? Okay, mm -hmm. all the genetics are being bred. What genetic hasn't been bred in there? Let me go, you know, ask around, talk to all my buddies who breed them. And again, it's healthy competition. It's not like I'm trying to burn the other guy or anything. It's just, hey, it is what it is. You know, who's gonna who's gonna hit the top first, you know? Definitely, bro. And it, that's you, you had you had recently produced with another guy, right? I'm not going to mention names, but with another guy that you, you produced some yourself from your snake, or did you guys do a dual project? Uh, are you talking uh, the recent eggs? 
Yeah, well, you had some with another guy. I remember you put some other stuff up. I'm not sure if you, you really? brought them. Yeah, I think those were super dwarfs. Yeah, the eggs or that those. we just got, the eggs that we just got, that's a teal constrictors and myself. So we're partnered up in like a lot of projects. So like, okay, they're my, I have a 100% pure Kalatoa, right? He has all these insane females. We need higher Kalatoa percentage, right? So he uses my mail to that, right? Um, I have some sort of Chihuahua gecko. He has a Chihuahua gecko that matches. So we collide that project. Crested geckos, we collide that pro. Boas, we collide that pro. You know, whatever it is, him and I, we are friends and doing reptiles. And then the more and more we became friends, we we're like, dude, we have all this stuff that lines up with each other's projects. We're kind of doing ourselves an injustice of not just kind of partnering up Helping all of our projects, you know? So, dude, we do, TL Constrictors and myself do, I can't even tell you how many projects, dude, but like damn near 75% of everything in here is something him and I are doing a project together on because it just lines up, you know? It just makes sense to do it. So, yeah, those eggs were, yeah, TL Constrictors and myself, and that was his first clutch of eggs of, uh, of any reptile egg. So, like, it was really cool to see that, you know, because, like, it's just cool to see that kind of stuff, you know, just seeing my buddies, like, progress, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, bro. That's what, I'm, that's what it's about, you know? Oh, okay. Hell yeah. It, oh, no, like... Sorry, snake eggs, because that man's hatched out lychees and chihuahuas and cresties with me for a few years now. Oh, that's sick, bro. That's sick. And going back to that, bro, like, <clears throat> recently there's, there's, there's kind of this attachment where nobody wants to give the plug, you know? Everybody wants to keep it to themselves. But at the same time, like, it's like if we don't help each other, you know, like, how, how the fuck are we going to all succeed? Because I might have a customer that you might have, and then you might have a customer that I can have. I just posted that on my story on Instagram, I think, yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's I, I can't stand when people are like, oh, I can't tell you who this is. I'm like, dude, like, just help someone out. Like, you know, the it doesn't have to be only your plug, like. If you're the only person out there with it it kind of hurts you you know what i mean like you want a little bit of competition i hate to say it but you do you know like it's just how i, mean, I don't think people understand how economics work so once they understand economy and how economics work then they understand like you want competition you do yeah you know? capitalism it doesn't just run off of just love and, and whatever it's not kumbaya bro it's like everything is here for, for we're here for keeps, bro. We're not here to have our tails wagged and stroking each other for love and all this bullshit. No, man, call me out on my shit. Tell me what the fuck I'm doing wrong so I can do it better, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I surround myself with so many people, bro. I have certain people tell me, hey, dude, you're breeding this. Try it this way instead, you know? And they've been breeding for as long as I've been alive. You know, so shoot, he's been the guy I'm talking about for particular. He's been breeding for literally longer than I've been alive. And dude, I tried, <laughs> I tried some tricks that he's told me, bro, and boom, things things breed like that. You know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, all right. You know, like, you know, and it's funny because these OGs in the game, they're some of them, 50-50 of them are are very happy to help you. The other 50 are very keep to myself. You know. And that's the old school way of doing things. And it's passed down very little to the new generation. But like, and I'm part of the new generation, but like, it doesn't pass down to everyone. You know, like I'm very, dude, you need to connect. I'll give you a connect. Like you said, I'll link you with Shane, you know, Evergreen State Reptiles. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to like 
middle man any sales i can't stand middle manning sales I, I can't stand that stuff that's what i do man but but honestly it's because i have my hustle here and it's like an ecosystem it's, it's cool it's cool for people to do it i can't do it it's too much dude i hate like talking to one person and talking to another and i I'm, I'm like dude you need something hit up my boy south bay leach he's you know bam hit him up I, take care of it with him you know like i'm not gonna be like well I'm going to make $200 on this sale on top of whatever he sells it for. So, hey, South Bay, 800 Hey, 1000 Like, I can't. I can't do that shit, do that shit. It's like bidding almost, right? <laughs> it's like bidding almost to an extent. I, dude, even bidding, bro. Bidding's funner than that. Like, I like bidding on things, but, like, yeah, I can't do the whole middleman crap, dude. It's too much work for me. It's too stressful. Oh my God. And see, that's when I try to get down to the nitty gritty work. Like that's why I give so extensive formularies and forums to my clients, so that they actually want to fucking buy this animal. So that when I reach out to the people, they're said and done, and they're wanting to purchase. I'm not going to reach out to a bank and ask for a loan when somebody doesn't really want to buy a car, right? So it's kind of redundant. Yeah, like for people who like middleman with me, like I have a few friends that like doing that with me. I'm like, dude, sell it for the price I have it for. And I'll break you off. And that's the cool thing about breeding. 75, 80% of everything that I have here that I sell, I bred myself. So it costs me, you know, a lot less than having to go out and purchase something wholesale and then selling those things. You know, my profit margin is a little bit bigger. So I can break my friends off if they sell something for me. Bro, this guy has rhinos for 400 bucks. Here in Tucson, they're 1800, 1900 for fucking rhino, bro. Like, what the fuck? For a yeah. rhino iguana? For a rhino iguana. Yeah, dude, I don't, I, no, 400 bucks, bro. I'm, like, what's the point of me, like, making, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even know. I just, like, <laughs> I think everyone's going to trip out on my bull snakes this next season. Um, besides the pine snakes and a few, like, one or two specific genetics I'm working with, with uh, the Pitrophis. Dude, the rest of the Pitrophis, you remember those crazy red albinos I hatched out last season? Yeah, those were nice. You had a nice pinks in them. Pinks, exactly, yeah. So those pink lines, bro, I I'm about to drop the price. Like This season, bro, I'm going to have those price at like, you're going to see, bro. I'm like, I I'm legit like, I don't, I'm not trying to compete, compete. I'm not trying to crash the market, but I am about to compete really hard with certain people because, I just am. So, <laughs> like, you'll see dude, the price on that is just going to be, like, really nice. Like, it's going to be very affordable for everyone to buy. <laughs> the envy's coming. The envy's coming. <laughs> Man, so it's <laughs> three months, four months, I should have things happening with bull snakes because I'm pairing them in, in three weeks. I'm pairing bull snakes, bro. And, it's game on. It's game on. Once everything locks, it's game on. <laughs> We're going to have to get it stocked up, man, because prices flux so fast, man. Well, mine won't. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm clean. <laughs> <clears throat> Bro, what is your favorite animal? Oh, Burmese python or, or my rhino iguanas. Burmese yeah. python or rhino. Holy shit. Yeah. One of those two. What do you like about them? Rhino iguanas, they're like they're like dogs, man. They're like 
they're so intellectual like they 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 look and they wonder and they study and, and they're repetitive they they actually do repeat certain actions you know they're very i guess they're they're borderline no longer habitual i want to say most animals build a habit so they're habitual you know but though those animals the the, the rhino iguanas they're, they're like borderline intellectual so like I like how smart they are, how they remember certain things. And I just like how nice they are. They're just really nice animals, you know? Burmese pythons, yeah. I mean, again, they're like the puppy dog of the of the big snake world. So I, I just like them. <laughs> this guy got me into the ivories. I saw his ivory and I was like, fuck, I need to get one of those. Dude, watch. Oh, my God. Do you know what a blizzard is? Bro, I think I sold one last month. Yeah, last month, a blizzard. Insane. My, uh, my female should be dropping eggs pretty soon, and uh, my ivory, and uh, I should be hatching out some uh, granite blizzards this season. So yeah, it's going to be. So the blizzard I got, I, I thought I thought they were supposed to be more of like a white spectrum, but the blizzards I got were kind of like they look almost like the retic pattern, but they're like metric on the sides. Yeah, looks, yeah, 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 yeah. Thick. Almost like pied, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's uh yeah they're dope dude they're dope I like it it's like a cream yellowish white color yeah I like oh, them but you'll see I think the granite the granite is gonna kind of break up some of that color and kind of make it look nicer and then after that I'm gonna be adding a pied to it so I'm getting a pied a visual pied male head albino this season uh, ready to breed so then I'll be putting that into the project as well and just kind of seeing where it goes no one's really done a blizzard pied. So I'll, I should be the first person to do a pied blizzard Burmese python. You have pied right now, bro? Uh, it's literally coming in in two months, yeah. Fucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I'll, honestly, dude, I, I, I kind of – I guess I'll tell you off camera, but I – I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I had – yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything out here, but yeah, dude, no, nah, the homie's hooking it up um, with his uh, with his adult proven breeder albino or hundred percent head albino, and it's pied, and it's already a breeder. He's already proven out and everything. So, and he's a visual pied, so we're good. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, we're yeah, it's then yeah. Uh, Is that the dude with these balls? What's his name? Doesn't he no, have a no, bro, no. He that's his. His baby. He's he's never gonna let go of that baby, bro. That's his. Dylan. Dylan just yeah. got his pie not too long ago, bro. That is his baby, bro. He's he ain't letting go of that thing at all whatsoever. I can get <laughs> that. <laughs> Everybody's going for the pie right now. The berms, bro. Oh yeah, I'm I I'm going for a project with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I have that African rock that I'm still waiting on, man. I still owe a couple hundreds on it. But it should uh, be coming soon. By March, at least, we should be paying it off for, uh, what's his name, Bob Clark. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 yeah. Damn, bro. Do you feel you ever had any spiritual connection or any type of connection with an animal like you described with your rhino iguanas? Have you ever had any connection with an animal to the degree where you're like, they know me to a level, like, it's me? My dog, my pit bull that passed away, that's it. Yeah, that's like the only Damn. animal I was ever that like that connected to where i was just like like dude this fool knows my every move you know yeah that, that's it's crazy that. man but spiritually like i guess like attached to animals i mean that's why i do reptiles because i'm attached to all these things you know i wouldn't have anything in here that i don't like or i'm not attached to 
that's one big rule of mine is if I don't genuinely really, really like that species or that animal, I will not keep it because I know I'm not going to give it my hundred percent, you know? So I have to be in love with that kind of animal, that kind of species, whatever it is for me to have it just because I, I need to give it a hundred percent. If I'm not giving a hundred percent, there's no point in me having it, you know? That's just yeah, man. It's torture to that animal at that point, you know, like you're not giving it the same love that you would give another species because you're not attracted to it. You're yeah, just being like, real about it. Yeah, that's it. There's, yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. But also, you, you gave us the your favorite animal, and this is why I asked, because this other question that we will be moving on to um, will be kind of the same question, uh, but what is your spirit animal? Well, who do you think that resembles Josh when you look in the, the animal realm? Damn, you're putting me on the spot. I, I've never even thought of that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's hyper, lazy, and ambitious all at the same time? Fucking badger. <laughs> oh, you know what? A badger is like that. That's true. I'm gonna That's go the same shit. That... I'm gonna go with the rhino iguana just because my lettuce and my strawberries are business. So there, <laughs> my fucking spirit animal is a damn rhino iguana. I'm a fucking rhino iguana, okay, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah. You're peanut. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's it. I'm peanut butter jelly, dude. Shoot. Uh, damn, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Yeah, I guess I'm a yeah, I'm a rhino one. I like it. That's me. <laughs> jo Josh is tame as a puppy for all the ladies out there. I think he's taken. Are you taken, brother? Yeah, I'm super taken. Super. Yeah, super he's taken, married, hooked up. Yeah, Bro, talking about spiritual connection, have you ever had one with a human? Have you ever had that drawn with maybe your relationship or in the past, maybe with your loved one or a parent? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my mom. My mom. I mean. Yeah, it's my mama all the way, you know? I mean, I, I can't. Oh, my God. There are. Oh God. My rabbits are out. Dude, this rabbit <laughs> is getting out of its cage. I don't know how it gets out, but I just saw it run past. Uh, yeah, I give that to my mom. Yeah, my mom. That's it. That's all day, every day. My mom, she put up with a lot for me to get to where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's it. Mom, and you feel like you've built a spiritual connection with her because of the, the same reciprocity that you guys have? Or what type of relationship do you guys have? Uh, we have a really good relationship. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a Hispanic and I'm very stereotypical when it comes to mama. You know, like I'm very like mom comes first. Bro, can you give me one second? Because this rabbit is about to get over here and make all my snakes go berserk, okay? I'm sorry. Make sure to, make sure to bring my quote. And we'll be right back with Josh as he picks up his buddy. Yeah, there's no way I'm catching it right now, dude. This is going to take like half an hour to catch, so don't worry. Don't worry about it. I just need to make sure it doesn't come past here. Like, it can be on the gecko side of the facility. 
But the minute it gets over here, dude, it's going to make all my snakes go berserk. And then you see how calm my, that my snakes are right there? You see? They're just chilling, mad chilling. They haven't even moved, you know? But, like, if they smell a rabbit, they will start rubbing their faces off the cage. So, like, I don't want them over here. It, as I say that, it's literally coming over here. <laughs> Bro, it's going to come over here, and I'm going to catch it right in front of us. Watch. Give me, let me, let me see if I can catch this thing right up. For sure, bro. Bam. Look at that. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this needs to go back in the cage. Cause, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't even know if this close is going to make all these snakes go off, but let me put this back in. My bad for the pause on that. No worries, bro. Okay, bro. My bad. Let's, uh, let's continue. No worries, my man. <laughs> Um, what about my quote? Uh, did you ever get that figured out with UPS by chance? With what? My rabbits. I had put in an order for rabbits for, for a few I years. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have enough rabbits to do that yet, bro. I only have uh, – I, I need it. So I have two deep freezers that I keep filled with rabbits at all times, and I, I need to be able to fill those up first, and then we can start selling rabbits, you know, for feeders. But as of right now, I'm not even close to close. being able to – do that yeah I, I mean dude, i'm new to all this rabbit breeding stuff so i gotta figure out how, how this even works how many what my yield is you know what pricing is like, i don't i can't i can't tell you anything about rabbits right now other than i figured out how to breed them which is pretty easy you know so yeah <laughs> there's no particular hate to myself and rabbits but i can't be near them i hive up my entire face just swells my throat starts to itch, and I get like these weird markings on my face from just rabbits. So oh it's not God. that I hate them, but I just love to feed them because it's like they're the healthy. They're, dude, they're so healthy for snakes. It's not even funny. They're the perfect calcium, fat, and protein content, like packed into one rodent. You know, it is the perfect optimal meal for any snake, honestly. So, gosh, I like rabbits or not, it's it's a really good meal for your animal. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man, it's just a, it's a circle of life, you know, whether we like animals or not. Dude, it's even good for dogs, like really good for yeah. dogs. Yeah. Do you, did you do that with your pits? Do you do the whole fresh? My, my pit bull, yeah, he, he got, he was spoiled, man, spoiled dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was a super spoiled pup, yeah. How did that go, bro? Like, was it was it a trip to actually get him to eat, or would you fast, or? What do you mean? Like when you feed feed raw, don't you fast them for a couple of days, or you didn't feed him raw? He, I got him as a puppy. I grew him up on all that. Yeah, he yeah. he got to grow up on nothing but eating like that. Yeah, raw but, meats. Yeah, so he was already based. His stomach was already based for that. You usually fast a dog because they're not used to that. So their stomach acid, you have to like little by little introduce it to like their stomach and their their oh, the, way, the way they metabolize that type of meat they you have to slowly incrementally give it to them but if you raise an animal on that they're good you know I, mean, see, that's what I, I did not know that see that's that's fucking sick 
Yeah, dude. So, like, yeah, even like feeding a dog goat milk. Like, so people like see those cans of goat milk, you know, the powder you mix it with water and you can give it to your dog, you know. It's funny because if you raise them on that as a baby, they're completely fine to have it. But if you give it to them as an adult, dude, almost every time it will make an animal have diarrhea, you know. So it's like you have to slowly introduce those things because their body of an animal kind of just gets used to one thing, you know, just how it is. Yeah, man. That's that's a trip. It's I thought it was always with with all animals that you had to fast them at least with with the dogs. And I've heard like tuna is bad for cats too. Like it's really bad for their like liver or some shit. Tuna is pretty bad for everyone. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not good for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Well, what is your favorite genre of music? Ooh, uh, definitely rap. And then uh, it has to go, like, obviously, I, you know, the Eminem stuff, so old school rap. And then uh, I don't know what genre the, uh, like, Suicide Boys and all that kind of stuff is under. But, like, I love that kind of music, too, dude. So, like, that's it, really. I don't like any yeah. of the new stuff. The new stuff. Uh, Mac Miller was cool. So, that's it, really. Yeah. That's a good priority. So, do if you had to choose between two, R&B or rock? R&B all day. What, uh, what's your favorite R&B artist? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> you just like it all? Uh, baby making music? <laughs> go on my iPhone and just put in the genre, click it, and just press shuffle or play. And I just let it play whatever it plays, bro. <laughs> Let's play some Alicia Keys for Josh. <laughs> it's funny because, dude, I, I barely get the chance to have, like, music on my phone. Like, dude, my phone is nonstop ringing. Like, right now, like, it, it's it's insane, dude. Like, look, like, I literally – how do I do this? I literally have to have it on airplane mode so that it's not, like, constantly ringing right now because, like – Dude, it's always something. It's always something. It's always, you know, my phone is like, dude, I get home, bro, and I literally, like, put it on Do Not Disturb because it is, like, it's it's a lot, dude. Have you tried to just put it on Do Not Disturb all day, bro, and you just, like, give it access? And... I, can't, I can't do that. I can't do that, no. I mean, I, I do it because it's like it's better just to be to choose when you want to, but at the same time you have shit to do with it, you know. But it's like I'm looking at it on a constant, but because of the fact that I'm allowing it to just wait for a bit on my notification stand, like it, I feel like I get more traction or more shit done instead of me just hitting me and hitting me, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't unfortunately. I just never, <laughs> I never know who's calling, what's happening. You know, something, I, I'm, it's always something, bro. Yeah, I don't have the luxury of being able to have it on Do Not Disturb, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's not a luxury, bro. Try it out. It's actually a blessing. You know, it's yeah, not a luxury I, I'm for sure. sure. It is. I'm sure it is, but I can't. I, can't. I genuinely can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you uh, had to choose, keeping or breeding? If I had to choose? Yeah. Keeping reptiles or breeding reptiles? Yeah. Like, if you had to choose whether you only had the option to keep them, would you only keep them? Or if you had to breed for the rest of your life, would you breed? I'm already planning to breed for the rest of my life. So I guess breeding because then I get to keep them and breed them. So yeah, because I love breeding. 
I, I love I love making my own type of animals and be able to sell them and stuff. It's it's dope, bro. It's super okay. dope. I love creating stuff. Yeah, no, 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 breeding all day. It's like, like, yeah, dude. No, I'm way past the point of just keeping. Like, I keep, <laughs> no, I keep. You know what's funny? I'm going from a breeder, which is like everything in a rack, you know, kind of back to a keeper while still being a breeder. Because now we're instead of keeping everything in racks, we're putting like things in in enclosures again. You know what I mean? And like, dude, even these Tamara Designs things, like, dude, the rat snakes that I have, they're perfectly fine in a rack system, in a V70, in a V180, you know, whatever. They're they're perfectly fine in there. They breed, they're healthy, they shed perfect, everything, right? But I just want to see them out and about. I want to see them, you know, moving around and using their semi-arboreal nature, you know? So I, it's funny because I'm going back to being a keeper, but I'm still breeding all day. Yeah, no one's ever going to take breeding away from me. Uh, you got me fucked up if i won't breed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost like air for josh at this point yeah dude if i don't breed i'm just fucking just erase my name dude i'm done yeah i like breeding it's fun my life now <laughs> and what's your favorite snake species aside from lizards Burmese python all day all day all day your favorite cultural food fuck um yeah Damn. You better say Ecuador because you got you got a homie here who's gonna trip out. <laughs> hey, look, my best friend in Texas is, is from Ecuador too. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Brendan. I'm sorry, bro. Listen. <laughs> Japanese. Japanese all day. What's your favorite dish? Oh, I gotta go with uh I gotta go with like a good Wagyu steak and and, mm. and type of sashimi, honestly. I love the way they do their sashimi. But I'm I'm a big seafood guy, bro. So seafood and and red meat, but specifically wagyu is just, I mean, you know, if you've had it, you, you, it's 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 kind of hard to eat a lot of other meat sometimes. But um, I, I don't know. Actually, no, it's not. You just gotta really like fatty meat, and I love fatty meat. So yeah. Um, Lindsay Josh. Uh, nah, <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised, man. A lot of these things I get in my uh. You know how I'm always posting like steaks and lobsters and all that off season? Like, bro, my buddy Trent, TO Constrictor is the one I do all this with. He's a chef. So, like, he'll just give me this stuff, bro, all the time, bro. And, like, dude, I'm not going to go out and spend a thousand dollars fucking piece of Wagyu steak, you know, a tomahawk Wagyu. He, I, you got me fucked up if I'm going to spend like $12 on a steak, you know? But, dude, he'll bring it to me for free, bro. So, like, I just wait for him to bring me the good stuff. Like I'm not <laughs> like I'll spend a few hundred bucks, but I ain't spending no thousands of fucking dollars on a steak like that. Yeah, well, you, know. you want to spread? Let me know, bro. If you want one of those Prince tamales made from prison, I got you on those. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy. Oh man. Yeah, man. It's, all you need is some maruchan. You know, you maruchan. You put in some pork grinds. You put a little bit of hot Cheeto dust, a little bit of sauce, summer sausage. That that yellow cheese, that cheese that's been laying there for like three months. That stinky cheese. Like Throw that shit like in, man. Like <laughs> it would make anyways, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's from jail, man. <laughs> I'm Mexican, bro, and Salvadorian, but Mexicans, bro. We, I, I swear, bro. We, we create the craziest shit with hot Cheetos, bro. Like. I don't even know where half of this shit comes from, but hot Cheetos and pork grinds and like, uh, and, uh, and a whole bunch of, uh, Valentina and then mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, lemon or lime, whatever it's called, the green one. 
and a gang of salt. Mm. That was menudo in the joint, bro. <laughs> that sounds good. That shit's fire, bro. Bro, so if you had to choose, and you already answered this, reptiles or cars? Reptiles all day. All day. Favorite animal you breed? Huh? Favorite animal you breed? Something you enjoy to breed every time where you're like, this was like the best breeding project. You know, it's always like gravy. Um, favorite animal to breed? Damn, man. Um, Uh, I gotta go with. Uh, can I pick two? Yeah, brother, pick two. I like Burmese pythons and gargoyle geckos. Those are like the two funnest ones to breed. I like Holy them. shit! I wanted to guess the gargoyles, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's such it's such a trip, bro. This gargoyle thing has just been such a trip to hatch them out, man. Like the colors on these things are, are incredible, man. Incredible animals. But honestly. They've taken place for me as my new favorite New Caledonian species of geckos by far is the gargoyle geckos for sure, for sure. And, and is the husbandry the same to the like um, the crestes and leeches? All the same. Yeah, they're all from the same island. So yeah, all the same. Just so everybody knows, I killed my my gecko that I got from Josh. <laughs> you know, it was because I had bad ventilation or some shit was going on. But it was a trade that we had off. You know, yeah, I lost. White. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, dude, that one. It happens. It happens. It. I'm gonna have to hook you up on some other geckos, bro. But um. I, w- I want another female of those uh, those uh, patternless bull snakes. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah, I mean, it happens, dude. But that, that ghost baby, bro, that one, and I want to say, I think it was the sister to that one. I think it was the sister to that one, bro. The one that I kept, right? Was it? Yeah. Did you get the, the brother or sister to my holdback? I think it was a sister because he wasn't displaying any pores. Okay, so yeah, you got the one that was hatched out with my holdback, bro. That holdback got pried out of my hands, bro, for solid amount, bro. A solid amount. Yeah, my boy bought that one for me. I was just, I couldn't say no to the price that he offered, and I was like, fuck. So, yeah, it sold. But yeah, dude. Well, fuck you for saying that. <laughs> huh? Like, I wish you would have had said that. Fuck you for saying that. <laughs> bro, dude, no, it's just. It's it's crazy, dude. The stuff that that like, I'll hook you up with the person who has it because uh, he's breeding them now and he has amazing stuff that he's making my lines work with, and like I'll tell him to hook you up, bro. He'll hook you up for sure if I ask him to, and um, and uh, if you wanted to get one again, but um, dude, like dude, he's he took my line and just made it better. So it, it, yeah. it I love I love what he's doing with it. Yeah. How do you project. work with lilies, man, to make them more whiter if you can't breed lily to lily? Do you just take the whitest colorations? You take extreme harlequin with as much white as you can get from from uh, bottom to dorsal, from the laterals to the dorsal, as much extreme, as much flaking as we call it, everywhere. And uh, the whitest color you can possibly get without being a lily white, and you breed it to that. And, uh, yeah, usually you can get it. It's a line breeding. 
it's I always tell people when you breed any new Caledonian geckos, it's polymorphism at its finest, you know? So like you have to be really involved with line breeding these animals, honestly. It, it's uh it's it's a pain in the butt, but you can either line breed the hell out of things or you can pay really nice deep amounts to just jump into really good lines, you know? Yeah. And skip all the bullshit breeding for like years and generations. That's a trip, bro. Geckles are really a trip. They are. That's pretty much how you got started. Or what did you breed first? No, bearded dragons were my first one. Oh, yeah, bearded dragons. That's it. Yeah, I bred the shit out of bearded dragons, bro. And then it was great because now people are arguing over keeping them in four by two by twos and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I used to keep my bearded dragons in like an eight by four by two. I was like, like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, like, why do you guys have so many issues with your bearded dragons? (laughs) Oh, man. That community is funny. It's a funny community. You're, you're, you're not out of the vet for a reason, you know. It's <laughs> it's always a problem. I think I've been to the vet twice ever for, for reptiles. In the four years I've been doing this, I think it's only been twice that I've had to go to the vet. That's, That's about right with me too, bro. Yeah. Three times prolapses and medications. Yeah, no, my, mine is... A, breeding issue with my monitors he she messed up my freaking uh mail and then yeah. uh, another time a uh monitor again whipped the glass of one of my enclosures and broke it and then the glass came down and cut his uh tail really deep so i had to go get all that fixed it was great fuck yeah it is great yeah the only two times i've gone to the vet i heard both argus monitors little assholes <laughs> holy shit bro yeah i have one of your argus i still have mozzie his name is mozzie actually oh yeah oh yeah dude i can't even believe i don't breed those anymore that was that was fun that was super fun yeah Arguses are sick bro i love the way they move do you still have blue no Nope, but the day before I sold him, he left me with a really nice scar. I don't know if I can see you can see that on my finger right there. But yeah, uh, like a little indent. Yeah, he got me all the way down to the tendon almost on my finger. It was great. Uh, yeah, I'll have that scar forever now. But yeah. <laughs> the mark of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, he, he left me with a good one. He was like, You gonna sell me? He's like, You. He was like, What's this? <laughs> <laughs> I had that happen with the Nile when I put him out. But it was just like a, a, a sharp pain that I felt. But I felt a crunch in my fucking finger. So I know he like chipped something in there. I didn't go to the doctor or anything. And then I had another one with the tegu. But this guy like bit my finger. And he was about to do the whole like the devil or the, the, the roll, the death roll. And it, before I lift my hand, he dropped. But if he would have like twisted, I think he would have ripped it, bro. Like it was like I felt like he had a good hold on it. Tegu's <laughs> grip for no reason do they have just the dumbest grip bro it, it's insane imagine like the the colored caimans or the the what do they call the water caimans though the ones that are orange caiman lizards caiman lizards yeah those have some power they have like the simplest name it's it's hard to remember <laughs> that was one of the best questions my man what were you gonna say i've never liked their names the caiman lizard i've always I always thought they should have named it something else, but whatever. Came and lizard it is. Yeah. It almost looks like a mango to me. You know, it's crazy yeah. the coloration it has. Should have named it a fucking mango lizard. It would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> we developed the whole fruit species now. <laughs> yeah, 
dude, dude, all my animals that are named, I don't have a lot of things that are named, but anything that's named is named after a food. Like somehow, some way, it's named after a food. Like, dude, it's ah oh, man, it's fucked, bro. Other than ghost, everything's named after a food. That's a trip. Ponzu is one of my geckos. Yuzu. Uh, I have dumpling. Um, fuck, dude. Ah, oh, man. I have some. I have some really stupid ones. It's great. Yeah. It almost eases people down if you think about it, because like I've had people who come in and they're like, "Oh, what's their name?" I'm like Dorothy. And like, "Oh, maybe I will touch Dorothy," you know. But if it's like something savage, like demon or fucking, I don't know. Some... Four, four, four. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It's definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I think I have lemon bar in my things too. Yeah, I have a, a gecko named lemon bar. I love lemon bars; they're so fucking good. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, my, my inner fat, fatty is gonna come out. I, yeah, dude. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Enough about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> food is good, bro. Food is good. L- lemon cake is my favorite, man. <laughs> good, good stuff. Bro, those were the last of the questions, man. This was an amazing episode, bro. Is it? Anything you would like to ask me now? Um, dude, honestly, I, I admire that you're doing this, bro. The podcast, I admire that you're doing YouTube. Uh, not that I want to ask you anything, just just telling you, like, dude, it's awesome that you're doing this because YouTube's not easy. Appreciate you, know, you bro. The podcast is definitely not easy. Um, you're getting a lot of cool people to come on your podcast too. Respect, that's really really cool. Keep it Appreciate going, you, bro. bro. I know it's gonna go far with this, dude. So. So you got this, bro. I think this is this is really dope that you're putting it to it because YouTube's hard, bro. I haven't even got myself to really like really grind on YouTube. Like I, I, I'm trying, but you know I'm an Instagram fanatic right now. But I'm trying to get to the YouTube level like yourself. So um, so uh, yeah, dude. I'm on no level, bro. Right now I'm starting fresh. We're all starting. Yeah, but you started more than me already. You probably have more subscribers than I do. But um, yeah, dude. No. So. That, huh yeah no you do bro but um yeah no it's dope bro it's dope so so congrats on that and i uh, give you props for doing youtube and the editing and all that stuff either it's just not easy bro it's not easy and then you're sticking time, bro. you want it to be too which is really cool so yeah props to you bro props to you honestly man appreciate your brother always much love man i do want to have you on for another episode within the next year so we'll talk later about that maybe join on some lives on instagram if anybody needs help with any type of breeding or any type of husbandry, this is the guy to hit up. So Josh is the guy. He knows a lot of his husbandry. Very wise guy for his age. How old are you, brother? 25, bro. That's it. 25, man. Damn. So we're, we're at pair there. I just turned 26 this month as well, man. I'm 26 uh, next month uh, on April 20th, 420. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't smoke this guy, man. Yeah, it's not, bro. It's your birthday, man. Anything, <laughs> bro. But I just, I just don't, bro. I just don't. Yeah. I commend you for the sobriety. You know, at least you're sober. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bro. More money for reptiles. So yeah. That's, That's the truth, it. man. Well, whenever you're here in town, man, there's always good bud. If you ever do want to smoke, if you want to have, you know, a drink. <laughs> I'll have a beer with you or something, bro, for sure. Yeah. For sure we need to hook up and have some sushi or some shit. That I'll never say no to sushi and sake. I'll never say no. Yeah, that's that's my weakness right there. Sushi and sake. Yeah. Absolutely, man. PHX, we need to meet up in Phoenix for that. Tucson yeah. sucks for Chinese food. Yeah, bro, I got you. I got some good spots over there. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Much love. You take care. We'll talk here shortly. All right, you as well, bro. You have a good night.